This is a podcast from the University of Manchester's Jodrell Bank Center for Astrophysics. For the full show and archives, visit jodcast.net. I'm here at the European Week of Astronomy and Space Science, currently being held in conjunction with the UK's National Astronomy Meeting in Liverpool. Joining me is Hayden Goodfellow from Kilda Observatory. Hi, Hayden. Hello. Uh, thanks for joining us. First of all, can you tell us a little bit about Kielder Observatory? Yeah, so Kielder's a public observatory. We operate out of Northumberland Dark Sky Park. We have four telescopes that are larger than 20 centimetres or uh, six inches in aperture. We have two fully manual 30 centimetre 12-inch telescopes, which we put in an observation deck. We also have two 40 centimetre telescopes that are used for computerised observations, mostly involving astrophotography, but we are hoping to branch out into photometry and exoplanet transits in the near future. So really, from my perspective, you're living the dream, because nowadays a lot of astronomers don't actually, they're not based at observatories, they don't actually make it out to observatories to do their own observations for various reasons. So how did you end up where you are actually working at an observatory? It's a bit of a strange story, mostly location. I grew up in a small town called Langham, which is just over the border with Scotland, and historically, the area just south and east of the town was Armstrong country. If you go back to the days of Scottish clan warfare, the Armstrongs were famous for their raiding trips across the border into England. And when Neil Armstrong became the first person to walk on the moon, the most famous man in history, he was invited to the town. And in 1972, he spent the afternoon there. He became the first freeman of the borough. 20 years later, when I was at school, people were still talking about it. So that was my first exposure to space, hearing the story of this local connection to one of the greatest endeavours in the history of humankind. And a lot of my family come from the Kielder area. So when they set up an observatory there, I went along as a volunteer. And then when I graduated, they gave me a job, which is quite nice. So you graduated in something relevant to astronomy, right? Yeah, I did astrophysics up at St Andrews University, but a lot of my colleagues, their background is in practical astronomy, so they, they had their own telescopes, they know the constellations, which when you're running stargazing events, about looking through telescopes is a useful skill to have. So you mentioned the telescopes that you have at the observatory. Do you want to elaborate a little bit more about them? And also, I'm particularly interested in what you can see with them from Kielder, given that it is one of the darkest skies in the UK. So the, my favourite objects to observe with these telescopes are globular clusters. Because from a fairly light polluted area, from a town, all you can ever see is a smudge, even with a fairly large telescope. But the 16-inch telescopes at Kielder, when you point them at M13 or M3 or M92, I'm just showing off now. <laughs> um, when, you, when you point them at these globular clusters, you can resolve individual stars right down to the core. And it's one of the most incredible sights. Whereas if you look at galaxies... They all just look like smudges, but we can see really, really faint ones. So what's the best telescope that you have at Kielder? Do you, do you have a favourite? We have a 16-inch Mead ACF telescope, which is a slight update on the Schmidt-Cassegrain design, and that is very high magnification. It's brilliant for planets, it's brilliant for distant galaxies, and it's the best for globular clusters. What kind of things do you do at the observatory? All of our events are based around the public coming and actually getting the experience of being under a dark sky, looking through a telescope, but it's Northumberland. The weather isn't always in our favour, but usually on most of our nights we do get the chance to open up and do a little bit of observing. Even if it's just the moon or some double star systems, most people who come to the observatory get to see something. But on those nights where it is completely clear, completely moonless the whole night through, it's, it's unforgettable. 
I remember every night like that I've ever had. So I was fortunate to go up to Kielder myself well, a fair few years ago now, and unfortunately I think I hit one of those nights where it was more cloudy than not, but it was still breathtakingly dark, and the surroundings as well, it's set in a really nice location as well, right? Yes, I mean, Kielder is such a beautiful, beautiful place. A lot of the economy in the area based around tourism. It's in the UK's largest working forest, so there's a lot of forest walks, lots of wildlife. I think, if I remember rightly, Kielder has the UK's largest red squirrel population. And bringing the observatory to that area has allowed some local accommodation providers to stay open, supporting jobs all year round. And it just adds to all the other beautiful things you can do by the lakeside. Do Kielder have any big plans for the future? Do you see yourself continuing on with the great work that you're doing with public events? What's coming up? We've just opened a brand new facility. It's called the Gillian Dickinson Astrophotography Academy. We've been lucky enough to secure funding from a number of sources, from the Heritage Lottery Fund, from LEADER, and a local trust called the Gillian Dickinson Foundation. And we've constructed this new space, which has a teaching space, capable of holding 15 people and another observing dome which is going to have four telescopes in it and these telescopes will be rigged up they will be designed for astrophotography they'll not be visual instruments they are for getting data from the sky and we're hoping to watch an exoplanet transit in the next few weeks that sounds all very exciting so what are you going to be doing with that data that you collect is it just to image or is there any science that you're going to be doing with it Initially, it will be purely for for imaging, to see how well the system works. If the exoplanet transit system gets to the right sensitivity, we might look at looking at potential exoplanets rather than just confirmed ones. What brings you to the conference this week? A number of things. Mostly, we've just started a campaign of school visits. So, you know, we appreciate that the observatory is not the easiest or cheapest place to get to. Kielder's very remote, very far away, and it's a lot of petrol to get there. So we've started a campaign of school visits in conjunction with various education boards in the Northeast. So we're taking an inflatable planetarium into schools to try and inspire children who are from areas with what we call low science capital. So unlikely to have science-based role models in their lives, unlikely to go to university, to take this message to them and to inspire them to study physics at university. So I came to the conference to meet with potential collaborators to get material for taking into these schools and just to promote Kielder as a as a place where there's a team that can take your message further to the universities around the UK and Europe. Brilliant. Well, all the best with that and thank you for joining me today. No, thank you very much for hosting me. It's been a pleasure.